We're going to be looking at Psalm 121 this morning, so let me read that. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shield. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. So my two points this morning, just so we're you know, consistent here, not that profound. The first one, what does Psalm 121 say? And the second point is, what does it mean to us today? The psalm, if you, your Bible probably has a title, something along the lines of the Song of Ascents. And three times a year, the Israelites would gather in formal festivals uh, of worship, of feasts and singing for lasted a whole week from Sunday to Sunday. And they would come together and they had to come to Jerusalem to do this because there was only one place they could worship. You didn't have any alternative worship sites. You only had one. And that's where the temple location was. And these three feasts were the Passover and the Feast of Weeks, which in the spring. Passover is when the Jews gathered in Jerusalem. The Feast of Weeks, what we call Pentecost, is the second one. And then the last one was in the fall, Feast of Tabernacles or Booths, which is associated also um, with the Day of Atonement. So these three times, the people of Israel would gather and come together for worship. And for some, this was a journey that would be a week or more. It was not a pleasant journey. It was a difficult journey, a challenging journey for them to do that. As the psalm opens, I look up to the mountains. My help, does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So this idea of looking up to the mountains and what do they see? The final leg of the journey was from Jericho to Jerusalem. And it was a journey about 15 miles long. And Jericho was approximately 800 feet below sea level. Jerusalem is approximately 2,500 feet above sea level. So they had this uh, 3,300 foot hike, if you will, going up. And it was not a smooth hike, as we'll see in a moment. It's not like a hike in the Smokies where you go and enjoy that, and as strenuous as that may be, it was quite different than that. There were barren hills, lots of places for people to hide, bad things to hide, bad places where you could stump your foot and not do well. But again, it says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord. Mark Furtado, who I'm fortunate to have as a very good friend, has written excellent commentary on Psalm 121. Let me read you what he says in terms of introduction. Psalm 121 would have served pilgrims well as they journeyed to Jerusalem for one of the major festivals of the temple where they can enjoy the special presence of God. The chain of mountains running north to south down the center of Israel would have posed numerous threats to the travelers. The trek itself would have been arduous enough 
And then there were the dangers from the likes of wild animals and robbers which were hiding in the shadows. Casting a glance at the mountains, this raised the natural question, where will I look to find the necessary help for this good journey? Alternative answers may have been contemplated, but the text of the psalm gives an immediate answer as if to say, there are no real alternatives. There is only one source of help. That source is the Lord. And who is the Lord? Not other than the one who created the heavens and the earth. Sometimes the psalm is misunderstood while I look up to the mountains, hills, and I'll get strength. That's not what the psalm is saying. I look up to the mountains and I'm scared to death. I'm fearful because it is a harsh journey. As I said, some people have been traveling for as much as a week. And then they have this last tough climb up to Jerusalem. So it was a challenge for them. So the mountains didn't represent peace for them. The mountains represented, I need help. And so by contrast, David is saying in this Psalm, I'm not gonna look to the mountains. I'm gonna look to God and his faithfulness. The steps were treacherous. There were plenty of places to step, slip, stumble. There were long shadows, uncertain footing, hidden dangers, robbers, lions, bears, wolf. They were all part of the landscape, all part of something to be concerned about. God's faithfulness, what the psalm is telling us, is the basis of all trust. If we put people as our trust, if we put our schemes as our trust, we are going to tend to disappointment and cynicism. If we look for a person's commitment to God to, to take care of us, that will not do well. We can't look to ourselves. We must look only to God. So that's the first portion. The next two verses, God makes this a personal thing about his care for them. The Lord watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. If you can imagine walking in this uh, semi-arid to arid climate with the sun beating down, you would be looking for shade. You would be looking for protection from the sun. And this passage is saying that God will be that for you. And he says, I will be with you in a way. And this is also from a reminder from Leviticus. This is a covenant slogan repeated several times in scripture, but it says, in Leviticus 26, we read this. God says to him, I will live among you. I will not despise you. I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. This is his promise to them on this journey. He will walk with them and be close to them. So they're clinging then to the faith of God's promises on this scary journey. The Lord will keep you from all harm, verses seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps you, watches over you as you come and go, both now and forevermore. <clears throat> the goal of the journey is to find worship with God, not simply to achieve a human goal, <clears throat> but to be in a place where God can be worshiped. And if that's their goal, God will not let your foot stumble. So that's what the psalm says. That's what it means. That God will be with them on this very dangerous, treacherous journey. Now, what does it mean for us? Second point. Well, 
This is a journey to worship, a journey of worship. When you read Romans <coughs> chapter 1, read that chapter 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God is because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will be acceptable. This is truly the way that we worship him. So instead of this journey going to a mountain, going up to Jerusalem three times a year, we now, because of Christ, have the opportunity, indeed the command, the obligation, the exhortation to worship God with every moment of life. John Calvin points this out in his commentary on Romans 12. This is our everyday worship. There is no time, yes, there's a special presence right now in our corporate worship, but we are always before God in worship, living a life of worship. And this is truly a transformative thought if we can just grasp it. And this, this journey of worship is just as treacherous as the one the Israelites faced. And where will our help come from in dealing with these issues around us in life so that we can worship God? Well, verse 2 of Romans 12 says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, our help in this life won't come from any other place but God. Our goal is to offer our lives as a daily living sacrifice devoted to his worship. So yes, we worship here corporately, but every act that you do is an act of worship because you are before the king all the time. Hebrews 4 points this out. We can come boldly before the throne of grace because of what Christ has done. This is what God is committed to bringing about in us. This is the journey that Psalm 121 represents. Dr. Furtado makes this statement an application. Life is a journey. Along, with the way, along the way we face difficulties. These difficulties can either be stumbling blocks or stepping toes. We can turn potential stumbling blocks how can we turn potential stumbling blocks? How can we turn potential stumbling blocks into stepping stones? Psalm 121 gives us a guide. By trusting the Lord that is watching over us every step of the way and by every moment of the day, we can turn potential stumbling blocks into stepping stones of life. As we walk by faith in Him, the mountains of life are not barriers to His presence, but places where we experience His watchful care until we arrive at the New Jerusalem, where we enjoy him forever. Since God is the creator of all, he is the controller of all. He is the creator and controller of all. He is the creator and controller of the mountains. Therefore, he has all the help necessary to navigate the mountains successfully. What was true back then is still true today. In the Lord, we have absolutely all the help we need to navigate the mountains of this life as we journey to our ultimate destination, the perfect presence of the God of heaven. My help comes from the Lord. God's faithfulness to us is the basis of all trust. 
if we rely on our plans to cope with this life, if we rely on our strength and the strength of others apart from God, then we are saying that God's help is not sufficient. Our children, our children see who we rely on. Our children see what is our help. Is our help solely in God or do we have these nice little add-ons that we go along with it? See, on the one hand, our children will see us as we stumble and fail as parents. And we will stumble and we will fail. When life hurts, they will ask how are the words of Psalm 121 true? As they walk life's journey, there is much to fear. Notice these promises here are, are pretty outrageous. God will be with us. He won't let us be hurt. He's watching over us all the time. He won't let our foot stumble. I don't know about you, but I've got plenty of places where I've stumbled. You've seen others stumble. That's a challenge for us. How can the words of this psalm have credibility to our children? When life hurts, they will ask about Psalm 121. There is much to fear along life's journey. What's hiding behind the next turn, the next mountain, the next closet in the house? The next kid at school is going to attack them. You will not be able to shield your children from all the dangers and the heartaches. But what you can show them is that God is your help and your strength. See, that's the part where we don't have to stumble. We can always relate to that. Notice again, the Lord will keep you from all harm and he watches over your life. You see, your life, your delight, your journey is your children's guide to knowing that God is faithful. Where does your help come from? Are you navigating the treacherous waters, the treacherous mountains of this life, relying on someone other than the one who made heaven and earth? What we rely on is what they see. Our reliance upon God is what makes this all real for your children and for you. We do stumble in life. And it's tempting to look for alternatives, as Dr. Furtado said. Our world is full of alternative escape routes, alternative journeys. Some seem fairly harmless. Binge watching, when you're catching up on your latest uh, Netflix series. Escape into the sports world. Me time, escape time, various coping mechanisms that are unique to each of us, but are not directly related to finding strength in God is our hope. Some are more obviously dangerous. Pornography, substance abuse, venting with anger and rage, or just plain withdrawing from life and being disgusted with everyone. Those are all alternative ways of dealing with the treacherous path of life. And they can be very tempting to us. They can grab a hold and not let go. 
but they all lead to the same place, either the ones that seem harmless or the ones more obvious. They all lead to the place of worshiping something other than God himself. However, if our goal is to pursue the journey of offering ourselves as living sacrifices, day in and day out, God has committed to us that we will not stumble on that journey. Yes, we may be bruised and bloodied. There may be a lot of heartache, but our help comes from the Lord. He will not let us stumble from this journey of giving our lives in worship to him. So grateful for the song this morning because it, the night song, because it fits so perfectly with what the message of Psalm 121 is. All this day your hand has held me, God of heaven by, by my side. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. You will hold me through the night. That's our prayer. God will hold us through the night. That's what your children need to see in us. Do they see that we are relying on being held through the night, through the moment with God? Or do we have our little things in place to get us by? And yes, it's time for worship on Sunday, but we have our things to get us by. Christ is our hope. That leads us to where we're headed this morning, to the Lord's table. The Lord's table reminds us of God's commitment to us in Christ. The Lord's table reminds us that we are secure in Christ as we have walked this journey of life and worship. God will be faithful to us on this journey. Another verse in the night song says this, So I find my rest in Jesus, he who came to rescue me. Jesus saved me from the darkness. I will rise to life with him. This table is a promise that our foot will not stumble from that journey of giving our life to him as a daily sacrifice. And whatever we have placed in there to try and get by without trusting God, may those things go away. And we rely on this promise of the table of Christ. And in that great promise, he will not let us stumble. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this psalm and the uh, truth that we have laid out before us, the hope that it gives us. Life's journey is really full of dangerous, treacherous paths. Life's journey is a challenge filled with things, trying to pull us away from being able to trust you, trying to pull us away from being content with you. And Father, pray that you would keep us from buying these false alternatives. Giving our lives as a daily sacrifice to the honor and wonder of Christ. Because we know with that as our goal, you will always with us. You will be close to us and keep us, watching over us. And indeed, praise God, our foot will not stumble. We come to you in the name of Christ.
Amen.